I'm here at the student flat of Oxford Baylor College and I'm going to meet my friend. Uh, place is very quiet. How are you doing? Uh, You're wearing surgical gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a few if you want. I'm just taking extra precautions. Yeah. That's my room, but it's a mess right now. Because I'm packing. So. Uh, so I mean, can I uh, wash my hands? Yeah, yeah, of so that both of us feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. I can give you gloves. <laughs> so, um, you have soap? Do you have yeah, soap? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. I'm going to spend 30 seconds washing. <laughs> Welcome to Inside the Media. Today, we have a special edition. I'm out of the studio to meet my friend, Mick. Coronavirus has already changed many people's lives. This is a story about an Oxford University student who had to decide whether to leave the UK only 60 days before his final graduation exams, which he had spent countless hours studying hard for. I'm Kohei Suji, a journalist from Japan. Can you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Mick. Uh, I'm a Singaporean student um, who's studying law at Oxford, and I'm in my final year. I was about to graduate this year and take my exams in 60 plus days, um, but it looks like that might change. Are you going home? I am going home this Saturday. You're not coming back? I don't think so. How quick did you make that decision? like 24 hours. My own room is completely a mess because I'm trying to pack up three years of my life. Um, but yeah, no, this is my friend Tanya's room. Uh, essentially on, oh yeah, God. On Saturday morning, we went crazy and went to shop. We spent over a hundred pounds on canned food and pasta and everything you can see here too, right? Just so much food, uh, canned food, jar food, um, oil, sauces and everything. Because what is it? Tuna chunks? Pasta sauce? Yeah. So there are, I see like maybe 40, 50 cans of food. Oh God, yeah, so many. We wanted to stay over the next two months. We knew it was going to get bad, which is why we planned to get a lot of food and self-isolate for two months to study for our finals in 70 days. And we were like mentally, you know, preparing ourselves to do so. Um, my friend, so what happened was, so she's German. And then basically on Sunday night, she freaked out because uh, Germany announced it will close its German and French borders. Right. On at 8 a.m. on Monday. And this right. was not with the UK, right? But then the problem was that apparently the German government wasn't very clear. They essentially only gave like 12 hours notice. So between the announcement and 8 a.m. Monday when the borders shut, um, it was less than 12 hours. And so, I mean, well, obviously people freaked out. And so Tanya thought, even though that's not the UK, she thought like it'll be the UK soon and she won't have that much time. Right. Um, How long did it but, take her? to decide that she needs to go out of country. She, I was cooking at around 9, 10 p.m. She came to the kitchen and she like started panicking at me. And I was, I mean, my first reaction when she was like, I'm thinking of leaving, I was like, are you kidding me? Because I have bought so many things and I prepared so much to stay with you for two months. Because my other friend, Jetty and I, we all live together. We were thinking of going back to Singapore last Friday. And Tanya was the one who was like, we can do this, let's just stay here. So because of her, we said, okay, let's not go. And then we stayed. And then at 10 p.m., she's like, I think I'm going back. Okay, yeah. Left Oxford by 2 a.m. So 
11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Essentially, she was just packing everything, which is why you can see a lot of shit is left in her room. And then she left because so that she could catch her pl her plane at like 6 a.m. or so. Was she was she freaking out because of the virus, or was she afraid that she could be stuck? She will not be able to. Yeah, I think it's the, the being stuck. I think so far everyone here has been pretty calm um, because, I mean, it's a university town. A lot of people here are quite young and, you know, they think they're not going to be that affected, right? Which is fine. But I think the thing that started people really freaking out, which is why I decided to change as well, was the borders shutting down and the thought of being locked. The thing that really, I think, caused us to really stress out was the speed of border closures. We just didn't know when the next one would be. You just don't want to hope and depend on a hope, right, you know? If things are still within your control, you want to do every effort you can. Um, everything else is outside of your control, but what you can do, you try to do, you know, taking precautions, going back to the place where you feel most safe. Um, that stuff you try to do, I think. Right. Um, so my friend left today, this morning, and I'm trying to go this week. You're on the final year of, of, of college, Oxford mm -hmm. University, and you are supposed to take exam in two months. You are supposed to yeah, take exam? 60 days ish. 60 yeah. days. Yeah. And what is going to happen? So they haven't contacted us yet. Um, we know that the law faculty um, is in talks with the uni Central University. Uh, Trinity term, which is the next term, is. Uh, well, essentially gone, I think. I think right. they just said today um, that most likely Trinity term will take place online. So it looks like I'm not coming back. Because if all of next term will be remote teaching and my exams are going to be online, presumably, there's no reason for me to come back, especially when the virus is going to peak like soon. So, yeah, it was tough because I didn't expect, you know, Are you making a hot chocolate? Mm -hmm. It's a Singaporean, I mean not only Singaporean, but very popular in Singapore. It's called Milo. Do you know, uh, you know, college, we're still getting college emails and it's, it's quite funny because this is historic in, in the Oxford context where nothing changes, right? So the master emailed us today saying, for the first time in 750 years, we had a meeting on the video instead of in person. <laughs> in 750 years, right? And I was like, oh God, Oxford, right? Is it difficult for you to leave I mean, you spent three years. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I didn't think I was super attached to this place, but... So, so yesterday, like 4pm, I, I went out and made sure to stay away from everybody, and I went to sit in an empty college. Um, you know, the, the quad, the green, yeah. you know, it's empty, so I just sat there, and the sun was out, it was so beautiful. I think in that moment I realised oh, I was actually surprisingly difficult to suddenly be told to get out and not be able to return. You are going back in three, four days' time. Yeah. What, what, what is going to happen to you once your plane lands in Singapore? Are, oh, are okay. you going to get quarantined or...? Okay. I sit in my room for 14 days. Can you go for a walk? Nope. Can you go for shopping? Nope. Can you go for groceries? Nope. Absolute. 14 days. Like seriously stuck, seriously in, stuck in, in the house? Seriously stuck in your room. Before I'm that out. And actually, you is know... Is it compulsory? Yeah, super compulsory. All the people coming back, it must be hundreds are coming back this week, right? All the Singaporeans are coming back this week. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
a 24-7, you know, stay-at-home notice for 14 days is really hard to monitor, right? I mean, I think Singapore, a lot of people think Singapore, you know, the state's always watching you, but I don't actually think so because it's just logistically really difficult to keep track of hundreds and hundreds of people. They're going to essentially get your number and text you every now and then. And then, so they can text you and then they will ask you to send your GPS location from your phone, that geomarking. So they'll send that or uh, they will call you up and ask you to take photos of where you are right now and send it to them by like WhatsApp or whatever. So they randomly check you mm. if you're doing something. They'll check a few times a day, right? Uh, I didn't know at this up until now that it was done through the phone. I'm 23, right? And there's been many world-changing events in the time that I've been born, you know, 9-11, various wars, you know, SARS technically, but like, I think this is the first global event that I am experiencing and I am like fully aware of it and it's really affecting how my life is structured. It might change my undergraduate degree, it might change my job. It's very, we're living in very difficult times. Yeah. But, uh, one last question. Mm -hmm. We always try to end with a cheerful note in our podcast. <laughs> okay. What would be your life like after you go back to Singapore? So you spend two weeks mm -hmm. self-quarantine, yeah. and then what? Hopefully by then, we are emailed by the university or the law faculty telling us when our exams are, if they're still in 60 days, how we're taking them. Um, hopefully we get some clarity in that. Then once I think once that clarity comes, then I can refine my motivation to study because right now I don't want to study, right? I have no idea what's happening in my life. I have no idea when exams are, how exams are happening. You know, I, I don't even know if it, like this degree even matters anymore. Right? I mean, that's that's not as cheerful as I expected. <laughs> Let me finish with this one. Um, sure. What you are most looking forward to? I'm, I really miss my friends. Uh, I mean, I feel like I should spend more time with parents. So I'm really, really looking forward to being with people I care about again, right? Like, really, really looking forward. I mean, that's definitely the top of the list. Hopefully the world looks a bit better um, in a few months. I think I gotta go. Okay. Did you have time to say goodbye to your friends? I said goodbye to the ones who lived with me. Um, the rest, no. I think I'll, I'll call them by video call. You're gonna say goodbye on video. I think they've left to their own country too. I mean, we just haven't talked, right? Because I think everyone's panicking right now or like stressed about packing. Just like that? Huh? Yep. Just like that, right? Then you get to say goodbye. Ugh. I'll miss you, Mick. Me too. I mean, I'll miss you. <laughs> Not myself. I miss you. I really do. I wish you a safe trip. Thank you. And we both of us stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mick. Okay. Bye. Mick left the country last week, and he's safely back home. I just spoke to him, and he was being bored, stuck in his room. And as he mentioned in this episode, Singaporean government sent him a message to his mobile with a link which automatically gives location where he is during the self-quarantine. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe our podcast, Inside the Media. We are finally available at the Apple Podcast and we still try to publish episodes in this difficult time. Wash your hands and keep the social distance. And see you next week. Until then, 
Enjoy. <laughs>